Tonight, Sony and Disney get along, Rachel Maddow enters the Arrowverse, and Todd McFarlane makes a world record on this edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the comics edition of Multiverse Tonight. Well, we've got a lot of good news in the show today. You know, uh, fall is here, uh, winter is fast approaching, and I suppose it's uh, good to have a lot of things to do indoors. Um, I've picked up a lot of coffee table books recently, the DC Anatomy of a Metahuman book and Tobin's Spirit Guide from Insight Editions. Uh, they were on sale. A good price, nice books. Um, you know, it's just a good time to, you know, sit back, snuggle, you know, curl up with something, you know, good read. You know, winter is coming. So, let's get on with the Marvel news. The Black Widow movie is in production, and it looks like General Thunderbolt Ross might be showing up. Podcaster at underscore Charles Murphy on Twitter posted that, quote, William Hurt, a.k.a. Thunderbolt Ross, is currently on the set of what I believe to be additional photography for Black Widow. ScarJo is not believed to be there. Could Ross be visiting with Yelena in a post credit scene setting up a Thunderbolt project? That I cannot confirm, unquote. Now, last time we saw him was in Endgame paying his respects at the funeral for Tony Stark. Of course, this movie takes place between Captain America's Civil War and Infinity War. Is he hunting Natasha after she defected in, in Civil War? Is he trying to recruit her for his own team? I guess we'll have to wait and see when the movie comes out on May 1st, 2020. Variety reports that the with Marvel Studios starring work on TV shows, the fate of Marvel Television seems to be up for some debate. According to several sources that have spoken with Variety, the consensus is that live-action productions will all, if not mostly, be taken away from Jeff Loeb's Marvel Intelligence division and placed in the more powerful Kevin Feige's camp in the future. An unknown TV-lit agent who spoke to the publication said, quote, Feige's shows are so far beyond anything Marvel TV has been able to do. He has access to all of these MCU characters, that the other Marvel live-action stuff just doesn't, not to mention way bigger budgets." Unquote. The budgets for the Marvel Studios projects would probably be way higher than Marvel TV currently gets, with budgets probably in the $100 million range for 6-8 to eight episodes. For comparison, the first seasons of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist combined was around $200 million though Marvel Television has had its share of successes itself. The current slate of shows has, well, atrophied to Runways on Hulu, Cloak and Dagger at Freeform, and the upcoming series Hellstrom. However, 
It should be noted that Marvel TV does have a lot of upcoming animated shows in its portfolio, including the slate of new animated shows that are coming to Hulu. So, should Marvel Television stick to animation and leave the TV shows to Marvel Studios instead? Or should they just fold themselves into Marvel Studios? What do you think? Marvel Comics and Games Workshop has announced that they are teaming up to publish comics based on the Warhammer line of tabletop games. Games Workshop announced, announced on their website, then they said, quote, Marvel Comics are the name behind many of the world's best-loved superhero characters, you know, like Spider-Man, the Avengers, the X-Men, and the Fantastic Four. Games Workshop stated, With more than 80 years of comics experience, Marvel has built an amazing reputation for bringing together the best comic book writers and artists the forged stories that span generations. It's not for nothing that Marvel has cemented itself as a household name." Unquote. This isn't Warhammer's first foray into comics, having teamed up with Titan Comics, but that deal ended last year. Uh, no title or creative teams or release dates have been announced. Marvel and Sony have made a deal for more Spider-Man, thanks to Spider-Man actor Tom Holland. Disney CEO Bob Iger, appearing on Jimmy Kimmel Live, confirmed the actor's involvement, telling Jimmy, quote, We had had an event called D23, which is a big Disney fan event. Tom was there because he's the, a voice in the new Pixar movie called Onward with Chris Pratt. And he said something on stage. It was clear that the fans wanted Tom back as Spider-Man, uh, as Spider-Man made by Marvel and our Marvel production team. After D23, Tom reached out to folks who worked for me. Could I please have Bob's email or phone number? Of course, I'm very protected, and they were very careful. I said, sure, have him contact me. And he did. We spoke. Basically, he, he, he cried on the phone. Jimmy Kimmel replied to him, what? Really? And Iger then continued with a laugh, saying, no, not really. But it was clear that he cared so much and actually, we care a lot about him. He's a great Spider-Man. I actually felt for him, and it was clear that the fans wanted this to happen. So after I got off the phone with him, I made a couple of phone calls to our team at Disney Studios, and then I decided to call the head of Sony, and I said, well, we gotta figure out a way to get this done, for Tom and for the fans, and we did. That's how it happened. He called me, and I called them." Unquote. The deal is for two more movies the sequel to Homecoming in July 2021, and then another unknown movie. Both produced by Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige, Disney will get a proportionally bigger cut of the profits, reportedly 25% versus the previous cut of 5%, but will have to pay a proportionally 25% of the production costs. Sony will get the remaining monies plus the dis distribution fee. With the bad blood behind them, Deadline reports that John Watts, is in talks to return to the franchise for the third MCU Spider-Man movie. During the X-Men panel at New York Comic Con, Marvel announced a new ongoing series for Wolverine, his first since 2014. Wolverine number one will be written by Benjamin Piercy, with art by Adam Kubert and Victor, Bogdan Victor Bogdanovich. Piercy has experienced writing about Wolverine Having written Wolverine The Long Night and The Lost Trail podcasts, the series will debut in February. Now, let's go on to some DC news. Brandon Routh, 
has put the S back on. And as expected, he's going to be the Kingdom Come version of Superman. A photo of Brandon Routh was released with the actor in the costume with graying temples. Brandon will join Tom Welling and Erica Durant, and will be who will be the crossover editions of uh, of Superman and Lois Lane from Smallville. Routh has also been doing double duty as Ray the Atom Palmer. He will be turning his uh, powers over to the new Atom, Ryan Choi, who will be played by Osric Chow. The Crisis crossover will begin on Supergirl on December 8th and will continue on that week's Batwoman and The Flash and then continue on January 14th on Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. Joining these stars in the crossover will be Ashley Scott, who played Huntress on Birds of Prey, the WB series that lasted for 13 episodes back in 2002. Supergirl has a new suit and a new haircut this season, but they almost decided not to have her have that haircut for the show. Costume designer Victoria Auth told Insider.com, quote, We are moving the whole concept of Supergirl into a bit more sophistication, and I think she just thought, new suit, new do. It kind of worked to balance each other. They were going to put her in a wig and hold on to the old cut, but then once they saw it, they thought it was a nice, a nice freshening, unquote. Didn't Supergirl have a mohawk in one version of the comic books? You know, frankly, I've always liked Supergirl with that billowy, Farrah Fawcett kind of hair, but mm, that's just me. MSNBC host Rachel Maddow will be making an appearance on Batwoman. The Hollywood Reporter says she will play DC Universe TV and radio personality Vesper Fairchild. In the comics, the character was one of Bruce Wayne's one-time girlfriends. Maddow will be seen once but heard in multiple episodes. Rachel shared her excitement on Twitter saying, quote, I know no one's going to believe this is true, but it's true. I'm Vesper Fairchild in the new Batwoman TV show that starts this Sunday night on The CW. My character is so not me. Turns out playing her is one of the fun things, uh, most fun things I've ever done. Unquote. Showrunner Caroline Dries said in a statement, quote, We consider Vesper Fairchild to be the sardonic voice of Gotham. In addition to Rachel's interest in Batwoman, we thought she'd be the perfect casting choice because her own hard-hitting journalism wildly contrasts Vesper's penchant for snark, gossip, and criticism of female superheroes. Unquote. And uh, hot on the heels of that announcement comes this one. Sebastian Rausch from The Man in the High Castle and Vampire Diaries has joined the cast of Batwoman as a recurring character named Dr. Campbell. The Joker is uh, getting a lot of mileage this year, isn't he? Legendary filmmaker John Carpenter is getting his turn at the Clown Prince of Comic as the writer of the comic, The Joker, Year of the Villain. Here's the blurb. In this one-shot special, Lux Luthor, now a human-alien hybrid, has made his appeal to the world, asking its citizens to embrace doom and give in once and all, for all to evil, humanity's true nature. In exchange, he will grant them the tools to ascend to their ultimate selves, while some DC villains and heroes are willing to hear what Apex Lex has to offer, the Clown Prince of Crime isn't going to wait around until Lex gets to him. This puts the Joker on a mission to get his swagger back in a world gone bad by outbatting everyone else, proving that the greatest evil is always the one that leaves them laughing." Unquote. The comic will be out this week. 
Comedian and actor Peter Davidson missed the premiere of SNL to film James Gunn's The Suicide Squad in Atlanta. Pete also went on to uh, a special screening of The Joker in Atlanta with the cast of the movie. James Gunn posted a picture of the cast on Instagram with the, ha with the hashtag The Suicide Squad and Palm. Quote, many of us are doing weird things in this photo. After screening of Joker, thanks at WB Pictures. Unquote. No word on when Pete will be returning to Saturday Night Live. At New York Comic Con, DC announced that they were releasing a new official DC timeline. In this timeline, Wonder Woman is the first superhero of the Golden Age. There are four others on this of, of four eras on this timeline. The first, Dawn of the Heroic Age, includes the Justice Society of America, the All-Star Squadron, and the Freedom Fighters. The second, the Space Age, began with Superman and featured the Justice League and Doom Patrol before giving way to the third, the Age of Crisis, starting with Crisis on Infinite Earths. And the fourth, the Flashpoint, starting with Flashpoint, the current era, and extending into the future of the just-reintroduced Legion of Superheroes. You know, I'm pretty happy myself just to stay in that third. Anyway, uh, let's take a moment and uh, listen to this announcement from Stitcher. Hey everyone, we'll get right back to the news, but first, I'd like to tell you about our new affiliate, Stitcher Premium. With Stitcher Premium, you get all your favorite podcasts, but you get them all with no ads. That's right, no audio ads, no banner ads, not even ads on the archives of some of your favorite shows. You also get access to Stitch Originals like Marvel's Wolverine, The Long Night, Issa Rae's Fruit, and Colt Cabana's Pro Wrestling Fringe. You also get access to bonus episodes, access to new releases first, and access to the hundreds of comedy albums at your fingertips, and so much more. To get started, just go to stitcher.com premium and enter promo code multiverse for a free month. After that, pay just $4.99 a month, and you can save even more by going yearly for just $34.99. That's nearly a $25 savings over the monthly rate. So go to stitcher.com premium and enter promo code multiverse today. Thanks, Stitcher. And Todd McFarlane believes that there will be a Spawn universe. Todd, speaking with comicbook.com's Jim Viscardi, was asked if the, it was time to expand Spawn even title-wise. Todd replied, quote, So essentially, there's been a blink in the universe, and it's sort of awakened a bunch of things, or it's triggered a bunch of things. And so this battle that I, he'd been raging for 300 issues almost exclusively as a solo act is now going to slowly morph into that. Not necessarily that he's going to ha have a team, although that could be, a poss could be possible in the future. But that's what, but that he's not going to be alone, and that there's going to be other soldiers in this war because it's a daunting task. What he's trying to do right now, and he intellectually knows he can't do it by himself. So he's going to get help one way or another, whether he wants it or not. He's uh, helps coming. The bigger sort of stories moving forward is what does that all mean? A, help is always good, but if the people helping you don't have the same mindset, or have their own agendas, or have their own attitudes, then what seems like it should be a positive can turn into a neutral or a negative. 
And those are all these things that are arguably any theme books go through. The mechanisms of who are all these individuals when they run into each other. He also uh, went on to say that there would be new material coming to the books uh, and that uh, they were, and that uh, from there they will hopefully be building up some new supervillains that will be on par with the clown or some of the other characters that he's had in the book. And maybe in 10 years, you know, he'll be on the same category as some, some of those iconic superheroes. He, uh, he finished with, quote, Don't know if it'll happen, but I think it's time. I think it's time to just create my Spawnverse, if you will. Unquote. And with issue 301, the Guinness Book of World Records will be giving Todd McFarlane the world record for longest-running creator-owned com- open creator-owned superhero comic book series. Yeah, congratulations to Mr. McFarlane. Netflix's BoJack Horseman is coming to an end with season six. The last season will be presented in two parts. The first part will debut at the end of October, and the second half at the end of January. In a press release about it. McFarlane talked about how long how the long-running series came uh, came in on the backs of a lot of people, saying, quote, "As much as I am proud of to be receiving this award, I gratefully I gratefully accept it on the behalf of all those who helped me the past 27 years on this journey." Unquote. Well, it's official now. Kevin Smith's next film will be Clerks Three. Kevin broke the news in a post on Instagram. And a poster standing next to Jay Muse and Jeff Anderson from the original Clerks, quote, Three Clerks, thanks to the good folks at Lilu Multiprops, I got to see Randall, Jeff Anderson, Jay Muse, and I spent Saturday signing stuff and catching up. Seeing so much movie merch that's been made over the last 25 years, hit the Lilu site for sweet science skateboards. But even better than that, we talked about making a movie together. It'll be a movie that concludes a saga. It'll be a movie about how you're never too old to completely change your life. It'll be a movie about how a decade-spanning friendship finally confronts the future. It'll be a movie that brings us back to the beginning, a return to the cradle of civilization in the great state of New Jersey. It'll be a movie that stars Jeff and Brian Brian O'Halloran with me and Jay in supporting roles. It'll be a movie called Clerks 3, unquote. This will be a new version of the script, and not the old one that he wrote a few years back. Disney Plus and Amazon have hit a snag. Amazon's Fire TV might not get Disney Plus when the uh, when the system when the uh, when the Disney Plus debuts in a few months. In dispute over advertising, apparently, Amazon wants to the right to sell a quote substantial port percentage of the ad space on the Disney apps, unquote, according to a report from the Wall Street Journal. And Disney is putting up a fight. Let's hope that these two mega money giants come to an agreement by next month as Disney Plus is set to debut on November 12th. Rick and Morty's return is imminent. Hallelujah. Adult Swim announced that Rick and Morty will be back for a five-episode half-season run on January 10th. Now just remember, this is the beginning as the show was renewed for 70 episodes. The Peacock Network 
is uh, NBC is putting into development a post-apocalyptic civilization rebuilding drama called The Vault from Keshet Studios and Universal TV. The Vault is written by Jesse Lasky and centers around a cataclysmic event that seemingly wipes out the planet. The survival of humanity rests upon Annie, a geobiologist who has been setting up a state-of-the-art facility in the Arctic known as The Vault. It houses a dozen experts in their respective fields, all with specific skill sets that would be essential in rebuilding civilization. Lasky executive produces the show with Kesset's Avi Nur, Peter Trowjit, Rachel Kaplan, and Alan Strutzman. Joker has had a big opening weekend, nearly matching Justice League, and became Warner Brothers' second biggest opening weekend since Wonder Woman. So let's take a look at this week's past box office. Now uh, let's start down at number 10. Uh, falling from number 8 to number 10 is Good Boys. Uh, new film War uh, debuted at number 9. Rambo Last Blood fell from number 6 to number 8. Ad Astra fell from number 5 to number 7. Judy uh, came in this week up 1 from number six, from number 7 to number 6. It Chapter 2 is hanging on there. Uh, it just fell one slot from number 4 to number 5. Hustlers fell from number 3 to number 4. Downton Abbey fell from number 2 to number 3. The uh, animated movie Abominable fell from number 1 to number 2. Because you need something to take your kids to. Because you're not taking them to Joker, which debuted at number 1 with $96.2 million. On an average, on uh, 4,374 screens, so uh, Joker did you know very well. We'll see how it does in the uh, next week, and uh, that, of course, will bring us to the end of our show. And uh, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter at Multiverse Tom, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And uh, if you'd like to contribute some money, please visit emptypodcast.com to go to our coffee or Patreon links. And uh, please be sure to visit multiversetonight.com to check out our affiliate marketplace links, the link to our Tee Public store, our show notes, and so much more. And uh, if you're a subscriber, please be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us with some feedback and let us know how we're doing in general. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for our intro music and Lobo Loco for our outro music. Thanks for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with the sci-fi edition. Now, please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. <laughs>